0: This is Change For Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change For Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing pretty good myself. I actually got out of town a few days last week. I got to go fishing with a dear friend of mine. We had a lot of fun, enjoyed some sunshine, some great conversation, and didn't get a whole lot of rest. But I tell you, I came out of it very rejuvenated, right, with a little bit of extra gas in my tank. So i always love it when that happens when i get to take a few days away but it sure is great to be back with you today and talking about a topic that i know you will find of interest because it's specifically designed to help you consider a unique perspective around improving your financial success and your financial impact which of course includes all of your financial stewardship. And as I shared, I'm going to come at this today from a very unique perspective, the kind of perspective that you might have if you were ever observing a performer performing a magic trick. I love that sleight of hand trick where the coin that the magician is holding in his or her hand appears to magically vanish out of their hand. You know the trick. The magician, the performer, tells observers to watch their left hand closely as they make the coin they took from their right hand disappear. Well, while focused on the left hand, observers fail to catch the move that the coin never actually left the right hand. These skilled performers, they make a living because they trick us into believing what we see by using the art of misdirection. There was a recent article on a website called masterclass.com, and it explored this idea of misdirection, this practice in performance magic. So for definition purposes, let me give you a little more backdrop on this. Misdirection is the subtle and deceptive art of directing an audience's attention toward one thing so it does not notice another thing. And this is an important part because misdirection is not mere distraction because that's simply just pointing one's attention away from the action and then performing the action while the audience looks away. No, see the key to misdirection is that the audience is actually unaware of what's happened and feels that its attention is precisely where they wanted it to be throughout the performance, oftentimes studying the magician, actually looking for the sleight of hand. This is referred to in the article as the spotlight of attention, or scientists refer to it as inattentional blindness. It's when a person isn't focused specifically on something, therefore they will not notice it. Even as your eyes may actually receive the visual input, your brain focuses only what it considers to be important and actually filters out the rest. Interestingly, I believe that there is a phenomenon that is similar to this inattentional blindness that's described in the article, and we actually face it in our financial lives. However, like the misdirection in the coin trick. What makes it so challenging is that the influencers that are affecting the outcome of our financial choices are so subtle that we are actually unaware that these influencers are there having impact on our choices to the point that we can believe that we are actually focusing on what is most important and after over two decades as a financial advisor then becoming a certified financial planner and a certified kingdom advisor i saw these patterns over and over. And then when I wrote my book, He Spends, She Spends, and its study guide for churches and small groups, I referred to part of this phenomenon as distraction. But as I spend more time in this unique financial ministry space, now as a private coach to families and their teams, to helping them resolve the tensions and capture the opportunities around wealth and faith, I'm realizing I need to include misdirection into this observation in addition to the effects of simple distraction because we battle both distraction and misdirection. But in this podcast, I just want to focus on this idea of misdirection, which I am defining as someone directing our attention toward one situation so we do not notice another more important situation and compared to the idea of distraction, which I'm defining as someone or something attracting our attention or directing our attention away from something else. But here's the critical observation about misdirection. It doesn't happen by itself. It is initiated by someone. And Ephesians 6.12 makes it very clear where we can look for the culprit. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places from the very first moment that we are introduced to the enemy in Genesis 3, 1. His very first words were misdirection. I mean, can you believe that? His very first words were designed to misdirect us. I mean, is anyone surprised? Here's what it said. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? That was the whole scripture, but it was misdirection. And oh, by the way, if you don't know it, it's still happening today. Here's something important to know. Let me drop a little asterisk here into the conversation we're having, because we can't blame everything on an enemy. Sometimes All we have to do is look in the mirror for the culprit, because sometimes we just make poor decisions. When it comes to faith-centered financial choices and the action related to them, I believe that they are actually a form of practical worship. And if financial choices and their actions are worship, then They have to be spiritual issues. And if they are spiritual issues, then guess what? You should expect spiritual conflict or a spiritual battle. And spiritual conflicts and battles require spiritual plans. They require spiritual actions. And yes, they require spiritual weapons. See. This is a money battle far beyond math and finance. And as a steward, you are on the front lines of this. You are a part of this in your financial lives. That's why today I want to share my conviction that you can improve your financial success by understanding and addressing three sources of misdirection. I've been coaching clients a long time, and I knew a couple who appeared very successful from the outside, solid marriage, great family, living the so-called American dream. Their income was rising, and along with it, their lifestyles and their accolades. But there were influencers involved quietly misdirecting the husband and eroding chances of true financial success and also distracting him from his best life with God and his family and his friends and his impact in the community. But through prayer, conversations, and counsel, similar to what I'm going to be sharing with you today and next week, he began to realize what was happening identified the influencers, and began to take specific spiritual and practical actions to live more in the present, to live more today. And God slowly began to redeem him, his heart, and his finances. And guess what? (laughs) I'm sure you've already guessed it. You can do the exact same. Okay, let's start with source number one, that regret and shame live in the past. There was a recent study from a national investment firm, and it reported that 41% of women said that not investing more was their biggest financial regret and 61 percent reported that they would rather discuss the details of their own death rather than talk about money i mean can you believe that this reality of financial regret and shame and our financial past consistently shows up in studies so when you think about regret this can show up as feelings of sadness of repentance or disappointment over something that has happened or has been done think about examples such as straying from your faith maybe you've had poor saving or investing habits Maybe you didn't seek advice on certain financial decisions. Maybe you haven't used a budget in the past. Maybe you're not using one now. Maybe you've had some bad investment choices or possibly gotten into debt. When you think about shame, I think about that as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by knowing that we have performed some sort of wrong or foolish behavior. And oftentimes it can be in a public setting. Think about examples such as declaring bankruptcy, going through a divorce, losing money publicly, deceiving a friend, being fired or laid off, or even having an abundance of wealth can make us feel shameful. An unnerving picture of this shame and regret in our past is found in Matthew 27, 3 to 4. And it reads, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. If you're looking for some clues that you may be dealing with misdirection around this source, it could look like you are becoming too conservative in your financial risk, or maybe you're taking too much risk to make up for lost time or past mistakes. Maybe you are creating an image for the world to see. And of course, so often the resources that we have can often be a heavy burden. These are but a few examples and clues about the regret and shame from our past. And it's easy to see that they are powerful pressures and influencers on our choices and our lives today. And each of them hold unique power over those whom it affects. And if it is not named and addressed, they rarely improve on their own. There was a recent Associated Press article by Lindsey Bryan Podvin, a financial therapist, and shared this quote. When we make mistakes with money or things happen to us, we tend to internalize it and make it really personal. And if you're beating yourself up, that's a good sign that there is money shame. And that's what the enemy gets hold of and exacerbates it into something that looms much larger than reality. And then it plants seeds of doubt, seeds of failure, and even deception. But First Peter 5.8 encourages us to be sober-minded, Be watchful because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So as you are considering your past and potential shame and regret that is there, we know that that is not where God wants to leave us because 2 Timothy 2.15 puts this in such a healthy perspective. It reads, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Okay, I know that that was a lot of content and information today, and that is why I'm going to pause right now. And we are going to pick up next week with source number two, source number three, a strong summary at the end that pulls it all together and a brand new worksheet that allows you to work through each one of these sources uniquely from your perspective as you continue to work through the opportunities for improving financial success and stewardship by addressing misdirection. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Change For Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change For Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.